Well, hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the editor of Women Magazine. And I'm Ian McEwen, writer on TV and Satellite Week magazine and the website whattowatch.com. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 4th of June 2021, including the return of Dave's tasty pizza delivery sitcom Sliced, and the post-apocalyptic Netflix fantasy drama, Sweet Tooth. And we'll also be talking about the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin, the latest subject of Disney Plus's biopic series, Genius, and the highs and lows of Crystal Palace Football Club in Amazon's football documentary series, When Eagles Dare. Eagles. Eagles. (laughs) (laughs) But first, Ian, tell me what is in the news. There's a new eight-part series on Netflix called Heartstopper. Now, this is about uh, two British teens at an all-boys school who fall in love. Um, So it's a sort of coming-out story, uh, and that stars Kit Connor, who was in Rocket Man, and Joe Locke as Nick and Charlie. What else is in the news? Oh, the dog wants to tell us what's in the news. (laughs) (laughs) The dog really wants to get involved. I'm really sorry. Uh, (laughs) Bette Midler, love Bette Midler. Sarah Jessica Parker, love SJP. And Kathy Najimy, love, will reprise their roles as the delightfully wicked Sanderson sisters in the live action comedy Hocus Pocus 2. I love Hocus Pocus. I don't know about you, Ian, but right up my street. Well, I would say uh, after last week's Slightly mixed bag. We're back on track this week. I like everything that is on this week. You'll be pleased to sit here. And especially, I like our first series. Uh, it's the sitcom Sliced on Dave about two pizza delivery men. It's back for a second series. And here's a clip. This is me, Joshua, I'm in the pizza game. Coming in. I'm also black. And this is my boy, Ricky. The magician. He's smart, yeah? Just not in a clever way. Always thinking, isn't it? Our boss is a nightmare. I'm a clown. I'm that. With that nose. I owe my mum money. Three months, you have not paid any rent. You're such a years old. I'm 24. My love life's a joke. So, I don't know if you've caught series one of this, and of course it is available on UK TV Play. It's about these two friends who are pizza delivery men. Joshua, played by Samson Ko, who co-created this series, and Ricky, uh, played by Theo Barkland Biggs. And I'd never watched it, but I, I caught series one on UK TV Play, and I really like it. Samson Ko, I think he's one to watch. He was in Bloods, of course, which he also co-wrote. He was in Truth Seekers with Nick Frost. Anyway, he plays Josh, and it's interesting that he gives the other cast members the big laughs, I, I find, with his, with his scripts. Anyway, so it's just following the working lives, the love lives of these two mates, and it's actually based on Ko's own experience as a pizza delivery guy in South London. So some of the things he puts into the scripts actually happen. And there's a very amusing episode in series one where the two of them ended up end up dressing up as dogs to go to a sex party. It's it's great fun. There's a guy called David Mamani in it who you may have seen in Dead Pixels, the channel for gaming comedy. And he plays their boss at the pizza place. 
called Mario and the way he mangles the English language he's a bit like a kind of cross between Borat and Stavros if you remember Harry Enfield Stavros he is hilarious it's co-created by Phil Bowker who has a, a great comedy ped- pedigree anything from phone shop to the brilliant Sharon Horgan series pulling so yeah I I really rate this and I should tell you as well because we're talking about it on Binge Watch, I'm being sent a pizza-making kit on the night it's shown on Dave, and I have to tweet the picture of the pizza that I make. Um, so if you follow us on Twitter, you will be able to see uh, what a pig's ear I make of that. Now, Hannah, do you like pizza, and uh, will you be watching this? Yeah, well, I am a fan of pizza. And I am a fan of this. I don't know if you need to see the first series, do you? No, not really. It works really well. Um, it's quite funny, really, isn't it? <laughs> Give you a good laugh. Yeah, and it's kind of episode one. Um, he, he sort of he wants to get together. It's a continuing story of him wanting to get together with with his co-worker. Um, I think she's called Naomi. Um, but then she gets this new boyfriend um, in, in episode one of the new series, and they end up <laughs> they end up settling their differences. In a boxing ring, of course, as as you should. Um, so yeah, it's really it's picking up in the same vein, and, and of course there is each episode has its own little storyline. So yeah, I just think it's I think it's delightful. I particularly think the guy who plays Ricky is who's a, who thinks of himself as a bit of a sort of philosophical character, but he's actually very dim. He is he's good. He gets some great laughs in this, and and also the soundtrack is wicked. I must say. You can't get a much better soundtrack than in the series you're going to tell us about, Genius Aretha on Disney+. Plus. I like it. Yeah, Aretha. So this is the third one uh, of these types, if you like. Um, we had first had uh, Albert Einstein in the first season. Then we had the artistic achievements of Pablo Picasso in its second. I, I don't know if you watched both of those. Um, and then this is coming back for a, for a third um, season with Genius, which is uh, with Aretha Franklin. And so you see kind of a potted history I suppose of her life and it's acted out so you you have a you see her as a child you see her kind of making it and then you see her as the kind of amazing um celebrity and star quality that she eventually had but we we should definitely have a listen to this because we should have a little dance because as you say the music is absolutely excellent change 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 in recognition of all you've done, the people of the world hereby crown you Queen of Soul. Make sure the world only sees the Aretha Franklin you want them to. You're going to remember her name, Aretha. So there's eight episodes, um, and, it, and as I say, it kind of does really explore the life and the career of, you know, the Queen of Soul. And you, you see all these different timelines, and... and to be honest with you, I think you learn quite a lot because I, I like Aretha's music, but I'm not sure that I knew much about her previously. And now I feel a bit, you know, I know I know what I'm talking about. Um, and you've got Cynthia Erivo, um, who is playing Aretha in her latter years, or say, in her, when she's a star, and we've just got that star quality. Um, 
And I think she was actually very excited to play the part because she too wanted to explore the singer. Because as I say, unless you are kind of a, an absolute fan, you wouldn't necessarily know. And I think the journey of going from a, an unknown to a huge star is, is really, really interesting because it's, it's never going to be an easy path. I mean, apart from the music, I think the whole thing works incredibly well and they really absolutely do their homework in these, in, in, in these series, don't they? Yeah, I really really liked the first episode it, it hasn't had fantastic reviews some people have said it's a bit too kind of soapy the treatment but um yeah like you i didn't actually know that much about aretha's story uh including for instance that she she had a her first child when she was a very very young um what i love about episode one is it includes her going to the famous recording studio muscle shoal that was had a very distinctive sound and a brilliant house band and the way they reconstruct her putting together a track is is wonderfully done and the, the music is is fantastic they've recreated it all for the show uh we also find out about her dad who was this incredibly charismatic preacher and aretha starts out singing in church and the the gospel music in episode one is fabulous it's really oh, i love gospel and, music so feel uh, good isn't it's it it's so good the men in her life uh made it quite complicated from her dad who was a bit of a philanderer she was married several times and we see the first husband in this episode who was a bit of very controlling occasionally violent so yeah i i think it looks fascinating and cynthia's central performance is excellent but Courtney P. B. Vance, who plays the father, the preacher father, is outstanding in this. Really, really good. So, of course, the soundtrack is is wonderful, and they sort of pick two or three songs per episode to, to focus on. So, you know, if you like Aretha Franklin, and who doesn't, I recommend this. I, I really, really liked it. Yeah, and I know what I know what you. I can see what the critics are saying, but that's always going to be the case when you try and recreate something. And yet, but I think they have, for me, that didn't um, dampen the experience as a viewer at all because, you know, I didn't know that sort of, I mean, she had no musical education whatsoever. She is, you know, just naturally talented. Um, and you can see, as I say, you learn so much about her as you go through. I, I'm not sure that, I think they're being hard, too hard, Ian. I agree. Well, something very different uh, over on Amazon Prime Video. It's When Eagles Dare, which is a documentary series about Crystal Palace Football Club. And here is a clip. In your life, something has to matter. After your family, what matters for most of us is our football team. I grew up 30 second walk from the stadium. This club is definitely a family and there's genuine love here. So, Hannah, Crystal Palace, they're my local club. Well, there you go. A little bit of trivia for you. They're called the Eagles, of course. And um, before kickoff, they bring an eagle out onto the pitch and it flies from one set of goalposts to the other. And they've also got cheerleaders called the Crystals. So, yeah, a little bit of inside info for you there. And also they sell um, Neil Morrissey's beer. You know, he's a bit of a brewer. He, he makes a special ale. Anyway, this is nothing to do with the programme, I should add. So this is the story of a, a particular period in the history of the club. So 
I wasn't aware of this really. So in 2010, they nearly went bankrupt. So it was nearly the end of the club and the fans were all demonstrating outside Lloyds Bank, Save Our Club. It was, you know, at the 11th hour, it was saved. And then, um, of course, now, more than 10 years later, they're an established Premier League side. So this is just following them from 2010 when they were on the brink of vanishing to the 2013 playoffs when they did get promoted to the top league. So you're hearing from, yeah, you probably know Steve Parrish, the chairman. He's quite a sort of flamboyant character and he did date Susanna Reid. On-off boyfriend of Susanna Reid, yeah. That's right. So, of course, he was instrumental um, in saving the club. Uh, We're going to hear from some of the players, including the wonderful Wilfred Zahar, who is still at the club. So, yeah, if I mean, Amazon have done a lot of football documentaries, haven't they? and there are going to be a lot more. Um, this is actually made by the in-house production team at the football club, which is quite interesting. But, yeah, if you like football, and, you're, and particularly if you're a Palace fan, you will really enjoy this. I'm not t- sure if it will appeal to... I mean, let's ask you, Hannah. I don't think you're a particularly massive football fan. Did this sort of tickle your fancy at all would you watch this well I, I i did watch quite a bit of this um and you're right i mean i'm not a crystal palace fan particularly in fact you know it's a chelsea household you know it's, you know it'd be difficult to say oh, that don't, I, don't I, say I know that. i know we've got a season ticket oh, holder dear. under this roof anyway uh, but what i find interesting um about all I, I quite like sort of documentaries like this because you you realise the passion. It takes you back to sort of the grassroots of football, doesn't it? You've seen the kind of journey that a club like this has been on. Like you say, it was on the kind of verge of extinction, if you mm. like, and then it was kind of brought back from the brink. And uh, the passion and the belief, and I, they talk a lot about a real community. And football, I think, you know, without getting too kind of deep, is has, has lost its way in so many ways, hasn't it, with all the money involved and what have you. But when you see this, it takes you back to exactly what football is and was and should be um, a real game and so I, I find it really interesting I also love putting voices to faces so like Steve Parrish talker I'd never heard him talk before I was really quite interested to hear from him um, it's just it's just I, I do find these things interesting and I think it's because of the passion and enthusiasm from whether they're managers to ex-players to players um, it really it has a very feel-good vibe and and I learned a lot about the club because they have been on a huge journey Absolutely, and you're right because it, Crystal Palace has retained that real family community feel, um, which, as you say, some of the bigger clubs I fear are, are getting away from. Now, uh, the last thing we're going to look at today, I mean, this is, I think, one of the strangest things we've talked about on Binge Watch. It's a new series called Sweet Tooth on Netflix. What can you tell me about that, Hannah? There are, this is season one, eight episodes. And uh, in a way, it's let, let's listen to a clip and then we'll talk about it because it's 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 really quite odd. No one knew which came first. The hybrids or the virus. But that question would become the biggest mystery of our lifetime. This is a story about a very special boy. 
it's fun this i actually really i really quite enjoy it um but it, a deadly virus um causes global devastation have you ever heard of that happening <laughs> um, <laughs> um, in this new fantasy um and babies are so you see this couple looking in on the, all these lovely little babies in their in their cribs and uh the, the the midwife or the nurse or whatever brings out the baby and they look and you look and you see and you realize it's not it's not a human baby or it's part human and part animal so they're born with animalistic features um and the question is did the virus or these hybrids uh, come first and so this is looking at how this has happened so so many children are, are being born with it and then they're growing up and there's this particular um episode follows a little boy who's got antlers it's a really strange one because it's it's sort of a, it's quite weird and a bit creepy isn't it when there's a sort of a merge of human and animals um but at the same time it's the the I don't know what you think, but the little children are really very cute. That little boy, little dear boy, who's so sweet. Um, but it's based on on a series of comic books. If if you like your comic books, you'll you'll know all all about these. Um, and and to say that the hunters are targeting these these very special children. And do I love it? No. Would I watch it again? Yes. It's it's there's something quite um, that reels you in a bit. I think with this, I don't know what you think. It's so different, isn't it? I, I watched it without mm. knowing anything about it, which, of course, we're not giving binge watch listeners the benefit of doing that. And it starts off, it's about a doctor um, fighting a pandemic. And I was thinking, oh, God, here we, here we mm. go, another pandemic themes. <laughs> and then, of course, as you say, suddenly there's this twist. These babies are being born, say, with wings or with, with kind of animal ears or antlers. I didn't see that coming. So then I was I was gripped. I was thinking, what's going to go on? And it's been, someone described it as a sort of cross between, um, it was Mad Max meets Bambi, which I think is quite a good, <laughs> a good explanation. So what happens in episode one is that, uh, yes, this baby's been born, uh, yeah, with antlers and sort of deer-like ears. And his father takes him to sort of live in, you know, away from... Uh, humanity because the, the danger of this kid being hunted down um, and it's got a bit of a sort of survivalist type theme the way that they survive in the wild and the dad is very ingenious he builds all these things to make them to give them running water and so on and I did find it quite amusing that this this great tragedy that has, has befallen the world is is called the great crumble <laughs> I couldn't, really, I couldn't really take that seriously, but that's just me because of apple crumble. But anyway, so yeah, in episode one, you'll see what happens as they go. They're they're in the wilderness, and then the story takes another turn, which I don't want to reveal because it is a bit of a spoiler. But um, yeah, it will it will involve this this young half human, half deer. There's a lovely moment actually when that when the boy sees a deer in the woods, and he th he says, "Oh, I've seen my mummy." It's just it's charming, isn't it? So it is a kind of it's an odd mix between the sort of post-apocalyptic thing that we're used to, and this rather slightly slightly cute. Um, I don't know how to describe it. It's not exactly Disney-esque, but yeah, it's a very unusual mix. But I I did enjoy episode one. Yeah, I mean the cute thing the cute thing is Disney, isn't it? I suppose that's exactly it. I mean, normally when you see something like this, they're you know alien-looking, frightening 
features and, and you haven't got this with these they're really sweet and the little dear boy is so so sweet <laughs> so cute um and it it's it is a weird mix of of everything isn't it i don't not quite it's sort of untrodden territory it's his because i guess we've had there have been quite a few variations on the sort of the mutant theme from x-men yeah. onwards and this this is a very different take on it isn't it it's very unusual what else is on this week i hear you ask on disney plus uh there's an animated movie called Raya and the Last Dragon, if you like that sort of thing. And on BritBox, there's a crime drama called Professor T, and that stars former Death in Paradise actor Ben Miller, uh, and he's solving cases in Cambridge. Yeah, so that sounds quite interesting. Now, we've come to that point, Hannah. Your favourite point. My, it is my favourite point. <laughs> Find out what you've been watching. So what have you been watching? Well, I know you absolutely love Borat, don't you? Yuxamash. <laughs> I knew. I knew you would do the impression. Um, I've been watching Borat's American Lockdown and debunking oh, okay. Borat on Amazon Prime. I don't know if you've seen um, any of no. these. Um Series one, so it's new. Um, and basically, you see Sasha Baron Cohen as Borat, obviously, spending five days at the peak of the COVID 19 pandemic, um, living with two conspiracy theorists. Oh, God. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is good. You, it's one for you, Ian. I'm absolutely certain of that. I am continuing my marathon uh, Fargo watching uh, binge. So I'm on to series three now, which has Ewan McGregor playing twin brothers. He's fantastic. But even better, David Thewlis plays this chilling bad guy who's got the worst teeth you'll ever see on TV. And it's just it's just a wonderful, wonderful performance. He's hilarious <laughs> in it. Um, so, yeah, I recommend that if you've not seen it. It is available on Netflix. And, of course, the, the fourth series currently on Channel 4 and all four. Now, we're nearly out of time, but we're just going to have a quick sneak preview of what we will be talking about next week. So what have we got in store, Hannah? Um, cameras are going to be following Jeremy Clarkson on his Cotswold farm because, you know, why wouldn't they? Um, called Clarkson's Farm. It's on Amazon Prime Video. Yeah, I'm intrigued by that. Looking forward to it. And uh, I don't know if you ever saw the film The Florida Project. Wonderful film starring, starring Willem Dafoe. Well, there was a very young actress in that called Brooklyn Prince who was tremendous. Well, she stars in this series on Apple TV called Home Before Dark. She plays a precocious crime-solving reporter called Hildy. That is back for a second series. So we look forward to that, but in the meantime... Keep watching!